you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. House Democrats yesterday proposed a tax hike on tobacco and nicotine products. In related news, Mary-Kate and Ashley have breached the Capitol. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. On today's show, Seth chats with the cast and creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But first, a closer look. We are now on day four of the biggest scandal in politics, one of the biggest stories arguably of all time, a mystery for the ages that has befuddled experts, rocked the world, and which scientists and historians will ponder for decades. What happened to Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls? For more on this, and let me know, this is the first time I've regretted calling the segment this. It's time for a closer look. Ugh. As you probably gathered from 18 months of pandemic life, there are lots of weird medical opinions floating around out there. It seems like everybody's got one, a new virus breaks out and suddenly everyone turns into apothecary from the 16th century. I tested positive for COVID. Just take some ginger root and elderflower and you'll be fine. You know how much apple cider vinegar I've been drinking? The good news is I haven't gotten COVID. The bad news is all my teeth are gone. We gotta show me the pictures before the closer looks. I'm not just supposed to roll through that. These are prosthetic teeth. Props to the SNL props department. Of course, we just went through four years of a presidency led by a notorious scam artist with all kinds of insane medical opinions, so much so that the current president, Joe Biden, recently felt he had to debunk one of the most infamous examples while talking about climate change. We know what the driver is, climate change. We know what's causing climate change, human activity. This is no longer subject to debate. And I might add, windmills do not cause cancer. I like imagining the one guy who hadn't heard Trump's original comments about windmills causing cancer try to figure out what the hell Biden's talking about. I mean, without the context, it makes no sense. It's like seeing a Surgeon General's warning on a pack of cigarettes that says, not for dogs. Has that been a problem? <laughs> Just talking about real things Donald Trump said or did makes you sound like an insane person, like you're describing hallucinations to a psychiatrist. I saw a man on my television, and what did this man say? He said, uh, Canadians are smuggling 
shoes across the border. And what else did he say? He said, Paris is no longer Paris. I see. Have you been drinking vinegar? It's such a weird legacy of our politics that presidents for the rest of our lifetimes will just have to toss out non sequiturs like that because of Trump. One day, President Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be giving a speech on manufacturing. Out of nowhere, he'll have to say something like, also, you guys don't drink bleach. So Biden debunked the cancer part of Trump's comments. But you know, I also wish he would have said something about the sound effects. And they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one, okay? Why didn't Biden have anything to say about the noise Donald Trump thinks windmills make? That's not what a windmill sounds like, all right, Jack? Listen up, folks, I'm serious. I'm not joking around here. It's not row, row. It's more like whoosh, whoosh. Or, you know, it's a womp, womp. Get it right, pal. So Biden felt the need to remind everyone that windmills do not, in fact, cause cancer. And now the White House has to address yet another bit of misinformation that is circulated on the internet. You may have heard about it. The sad case of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls, which, by the way, is the worst of the Hardy Boys mysteries. <laughs> As I'm sure you'll recall, Minaj tweeted, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Two governments have now had to correct this information, and we will get to that. But let's not let off the hook. This woman who called off a wedding because her fiance's balls swelled up. The only way I'd ever accept that is if it happened during the vows. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in... Honey, what's happening to your balls? It's nothing. Just say I do. No, I'm out. I don't like this. I'm out. No, I know a lot. A lot has already been said about this tweet, but here's my question. More than 5.81 billion vaccine doses have been administered worldwide. If it gives you big balls, how come this is the first we're hearing of it? Nobody's shy about their big balls. Literally, it means you're not shy. If the vaccine gave you huge balls, CVS would be jammed with college kids getting their eighth and ninth booster shots. How come we haven't seen an epidemic of men waddling around with their legs out and swinging their nuts forward before they sit down? I mean, I got vaccinated, and if swollen balls were a side effect, you would see it every time I got up to greet a guest and had to sit back down. You know, because I'd have to do a lot of, like a swinging motion. Like, I'd have to like do one of these. You know, lest I sit on them and make a horrific noise, like... I don't think that's the noise I'd make. <laughs> you know that classic thing when you sit on your balls? <laughs> Another bizarre consequence of this episode is that it's brought us the spectacle of news anchors having to repeat the claims and sometimes say the words themselves on air. The singer told fans that the COVID-19 vaccine impacts reproductive health. That's not exactly how she phrased it. She tweeted that her cousin's friend got the vaccine and became impotent after his reproductive organs swelled up. She said he has swollen testicles. His testicles became swollen. His testicles became swollen. His testicles became swollen. His testicles became swollen. Swollen testicles. Swollen testicles. Swollen genitals. Swelling to his genitals. Cousin's swollen friend's testicle gate. Nothing worse than hearing news anchors say the words swollen testicles. It's like hearing your grandpa say the words aroused or engorged. This is when these moments are when I miss having Tom Brokaw around to deliver the news. That's the only voice I want to hear say those words. Breaking news, Gerald Ford fell down the stairs on Air Force One. And now he has swollen testicles. Richard Nixon engorged at the news. Anyway, we're now on day four of this scrandal, a scrotal scandal. And we've gotten, 
to the point where the White House is getting involved. The White House says it offered Nicki Minaj a phone call to answer her questions about the safety of COVID vaccines. It comes after Minaj tweeted earlier this week an unverified story about her cousin's friend in Trinidad who got the vaccine and became, quote, impotent. Yesterday, Minaj tweeted that she had been invited to the White House. That prompted the White House to issue clarification, saying the invitation was for a phone call, not an in-person visit. And administration officials tell CNN's Jeff Zelny, quote, as we have with others, we offered a call with Nicki Minaj and one of our doctors to answer questions that she has about safety, the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. What a bummer for that White House doctor. He gets the best news that he's going to meet Nicki Minaj followed by the worst news, the reason why. Hello. Oh, yes, I would love to meet Miss Minaj. Well, I'm a huge fan. What's it for? Uh-huh. Yes. Testicles? Swollen, you say? And they were just weeks away from their wedding? But do you think if the, she called it off for that, they were ever really in love? <laughs> Second question, can we get Fauci to take this one? Any interest, Fauci? Ah, oh, the face slap is back. We found out about the White House outreach to Minaj after she had originally tweeted that the White House has invited me, and I think it's a step in the right direction. Yes, I'm going. And you know what? I think they should do it. I think they should meet at the White House, and I think they should invite Minaj's cousin's friend as well. I mean, why not? Rudy Giuliani's been there, and he is a swollen testicle. He looks like the cartoon they show in a sex ed video. See what happened? He forgot to swing forward. And I think we already... <laughs> have an idea how Fauci would handle such a conversation because he was asked about this scandal on national television and he actually had to tell people, no, the vaccine will not make your balls swell up. I wouldn't normally even ask you about this, but, but Nicki Minaj has nearly 180 million followers on Twitter and Instagram combined. She's beloved by her fans. She's a huge talent, obviously. Her tweet was seized upon by vaccine opponents as some sort of evidence. I, I want you to address what she said, because for anyone out there who has any questions about this, Dr. Fauci, is there any evidence that the Pfizer, the Moderna, or the J&J &J vaccines cause any reproductive issues in men or women? The answer to that, uh, Jake, is a resounding no. There's no evidence that it happens, nor is there any mechanistic reason to imagine that it would happen. So the answer to your question is no. Poor Fauci. When this whole thing first started, he was a national hero, celebrated by all, played by Brad Pitt on SNL. Now 18 months in, and he's answering questions about whether the vaccines turn your balls into cantaloupes. We've gone so insane as a nation, we've turned our most celebrated infectious disease expert into an exasperated high school sex ed teacher. I heard you can't get pregnant in a jacuzzi. Well, I heard you don't need a condom as long as you stand up right after you're done. Guys, come on, none of that's true. Do I really need to show you the movie again? Any day now, I feel like the Brooklyn version of Fauci is going to come out and he's just going to snap. Hey, the vaccine doesn't give you big balls. You know what gives you big balls? Walking around Cody Island after midnight looking for the kid who stole your switchblade. Oh, I got big balls. <laughs> I got big balls and enough hair on him to make Rudy Giuliani another toupee. I'm Fauci. <laughs> also, I like that Jake Tapper prefaced the question with, I wouldn't normally ask you this, as if he didn't, no, Fauci would have said, whoa, 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 what is this, Tapper, the and ball question hour? <laughs> and Fauci is not the only medical professional who's had to waste his time on this nonsense. Yesterday, the health minister in Trinidad and Tobago officially debunked any reports of swollen testicles as a vaccine side effect in a formal 
press conference. One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday in real time to Ms. Minaj is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. We did, we, and unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad, or I dare say, Dr. Hines, anywhere else. None that we know of anywhere else in the world. He sounds annoyed, or should I say, testy. kind of jokes you get when Sandberg's in the house. <laughs> Should have put a mic in his dressing room. <laughs> you really got a feel for doctors and scientists. They're desperately trying to beat back a pandemic that's raging on despite their best efforts, and they keep getting dumber and dumber questions. First, it was the president talking about ingesting bleach. Then it was the demon sperm lady talking about hydroxychloroquine. Then horse paste, now swollen testicles. What's next? Okay, doc, hear me out. They say horse paste cures COVID, but my horse has giant balls. So does that mean all COVID cures give you giant horse balls? And before you answer that, I'm not asking for myself, I'm asking for my horse. Hold on, I have to sneeze. <laughs> okay, I'm also asking for myself. <laughs> the evidence about just how incredibly safe and effective these vaccines are is out there, and it's been out there for a long time. Moreover, Getting vaccinated, which could save your life, isn't just about your own health, it's about protecting those around you. That's why vaccine misinformation can be so dangerous. And as for Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, I just hope someone finds this poor man and helps him. And, and you can probably tell it's him from the sound his pants make when he walks. <laughs> this has been a closer look. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at amazon.com slash instant eraser foundation. Hello, everyone. I'm Seth Meyers. The series finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine aired earlier tonight, and now we're so happy to be joined by the show's incredible cast, Dirk Blocker, Joel McKinnon-Miller, Stephanie Beatrice, Andre Brower, Andy Samberg, wow. Melissa Fumero, Joe Latrulio, and co-creator and showrunner Dan Gore. Uh, thank you all for being here. Yeah. Congratulations on the amazing uh, finale, the amazing accomplishment of so many seasons. Uh, I want to start uh, by a quick shout out to those who aren't here. Uh, Terry Crews could not be with us tonight. Uh, we did uh, want to make sure his presence was felt. Uh, we do have a cutout, Terry, and we're very happy uh, with the technology that we've used <laughs> to make his pecs go. 
Ooh. Yeah, really good. Really good. And that's all computers. It looked like a crew guy ran behind him, but that's yeah. all. <laughs> Broke the bank on the seat. <laughs> we, we break. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also, uh, uh, Chelsea Peretti uh, could not be here, but yeah. she did, uh, she sent a video. Uh, so let's take a look at what Chelsea has to say. My bags were packed. I was ready to go. Jordan's assistant was gonna take me. He was at the door. And then my son started puking for five hours. He's better now, but I missed the trip. I bought a dress where the back won't zip. The website said size down cause it runs large. Not that large. I'm not leaving on a jet plane. I'm stuck in my house again. Well, good luck everyone. And thanks for having me in this capacity. <laughs> like in a bomb shelter, I think. Yeah, what a beautiful voice. I like um, that she didn't let television slow down her, her pace. It, she didn't speed it up. For no, us. and yeah. we gave her, they, she was like, how long should it be? And we said, 10 seconds, not a second more. And right. she really took advantage. Like, but I should milk it though, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think these, you know, obviously uh, finales are incredibly emotional. Uh, oftentimes you see, you know, other shows that are beloved. Uh, you see films of the final table read. What was it like for you guys? And was it, hamstrung because of this crazy era we're living through. Mm. Uh, it was quite hamstrung. It was on Zoom. So that was the final table read was on Zoom. Last table read ever. We were in the middle of shooting when we did it. So we were all in our dressing rooms on Zoom. Uh, so you could like hear people laughing across the hall and stuff. But you know, inevitably someone has like a terrible delay and it ruins it. I feel like Joe, didn't you have like a major problem? I had a major uh, technical issue with my computer in that it kept dropping out. So um, we had to swap out our laptop with a with like one of the wardrobe uh, assistants came in, and and I was I was in a bit of a panic uh, because it seemed to happen only on Charles Boyle's line. <laughs> and it froze on your face, and you were like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so my, upset about it. Pure terror, yes. I'm sure. I feel like we all heard you yelling in the hallway, right? We're doing it! Who's got a laptop? It's the finale! I want to be emotional! <laughs> I was, I was not in sweats. the same... It, sounded, it seemed to me like you were just making an acting choice. Like a really long pause. Oil just flips out. Yeah. Dan, as like somebody who obviously knows, like obviously you put all this time into, into writing a finale, you know this is you know, the final uh, thing everybody's going to see. When you watch, like, a terrible tech-laden, uh, you, you know, errors-laden uh, uh, Zoom read-through, do you at least think, this is going to be so much better when it's on TV? No. <laughs> it's instantly so depressed. <laughs> I, 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 but also, it should be said, with the sole exception of Charles Boyle mm. not really doing well, it was not that much of a disaster. That's right. Yeah. And by not doing well, I mean just technically. <laughs> no, I, I'm constantly in a fetal position pulling my hair out and convinced that we've destroyed the legacy of the show. Have you unfolded now that the finale's aired? Do you feel like you are finally non-fetal again? For the um, <laughs> I am semi-non-fetal. Right. Yeah, I'm non-fetal. I'm non-fetal. That's, That's really hot. exciting, man. That's, That's hot. a hot look for you. Yes. Thank you. Um, you guys had, um, I mean, almost all of you had really emotional moments in the finale. Uh, you guys had an intimate uh, moment in the finale. Mm -hmm. uh, are those moments, uh, does Dan write specifically what he wants, or do you guys sometimes as actors find your own way? 
Anytime there is a Jake and Amy kiss on the show, Dan requests that it be tender. <laughs> okay. And it's the worst, and he knows we hate it. I hate it so much. he goes, much. just make sure it's really tender. <laughs> like, I, I want I to quit the, the show game. so bad right now. Like, you're trying to act good. Yeah. <laughs> As a fan of the show, I want what the other fans want, which is a kiss that is tender. <sighs> and I put that in the stage directions every single time. I wish they didn't push it so hard in the promos. Like, tonight on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, things get tender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really a problem. I feel like Dan paid someone off at promo. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, uh, do you have the sort of COVID uh, police on, on those intimate moments? Well, we hadn't until this last year, of course. But yeah, uh, we weren't planning on doing one, but it was actually... How did it go down? Dan wanted to add it we on were, set. Yeah, he on did s- say he wanted it to be tender, if anyone's wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we weren't. We thought we couldn't do it, and then he went to the COVID safety specialist. Yeah, I, I said, because we had written this scene, there's a very emotional scene between the two of them. They are fantastic in it. And it felt so strange that we hadn't written that they should kiss. Um, and I said, can we add a kiss? And the director was like, absolutely not. COVID. They cannot kiss. If they kiss, they have to both... Uh, we have to get it approved in advance. They have to rapid test and they have to mouthwash immediately beforehand. Rinse with Listerine, like a powerful Listerine, yeah. more powerful than normal. Like Listerine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And uh, all of a sudden, the COVID guy, Sean, walked up and he said, they can kiss. <laughs> and we were like, it's a go. Wow. And they, uh, they kissed. It was tender. And then it was a pretty massive breakout, right? You guys had to shut yeah. it down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Shut down the whole lot. <laughs> Spread to other shows. First <laughs> <laughs> case of Delta in L.A. <laughs> uh, Andre, uh, we've talked before on the show. The funniest thing that Andy ever told me was that he was going to be in a television show with you. <laughs> Yes, it was funny to me, too. Yeah, it was funny to you, too. I can only imagine how funny it was to you. Um, I was actually thinking about this when the uh, the late, great Ed Asner uh, passed away, because he played Lou Grant as this comedy character in Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore. Then he played it as a, a dramatic character. Uh, and obviously, you played a different character on this show than you did on Homicide. But there was a dramatic police show, and now this comedy police show. Um, do you feel like this is a sort of perfect bookend to these these two acts in your career? Uh, it, I do feel that way in a certain way. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd grown tired of playing cops. You know what I mean? I don't. My wife says you're the perfect cop, and I don't see what she's talking about. But um, <laughs> but uh, I'm often cast in that way, and um, this was the perfect opportunity to 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 spin it in a certain way. You know, and to explore something different. And 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 exactly as I had hoped, it was transformational. I mean, in terms of my career, in terms of my my acting skill, in terms of my joy, you know, in front of the camera. So it's been a great experience, you know. And you know, the other thing that was a very famous uh, chapter of this show was that it was canceled and then sort of brought back by uh, the fans. Was it exciting to go out on your own terms this time? It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think we all really feel exceptionally proud of the work that we did this last season and like with all the strange challenges and the like the all of the challenges the writing challenges the acting challenges the crew challenges but it felt really i don't know felt like you said like joyful Mm -hmm. it felt really joyful the way that we finished it well it felt that way to watch as well we'll be right back with more from the cast of brooklyn 99 but first lin-manuel miranda's musical take on the brooklyn 99 theme song Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine. Everyone who sees this show agrees it rocks. 
It's on NBC, cause it's too good for Fox. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, sad to see you go. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you're a good show. Andre, Brower rules. I love you. Welcome back. We are here with the wonderful cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, Dan, I'm wondering how you came up with the idea for the show and how you first approached Andy with um, the pitch. So I used to work on Parks and Recreation uh, with the wonderful Mike Schur, who you are very familiar yes. with. Um, and I was there for five years, and we decided we wanted to create a show together. So we had this idea, and we were trying to figure out who the perfect lead actor would be. And then Andy, it turns out, had just left Saturday Night Live, uh, and he was in Los Angeles. So Mike and I, in what is the most Hollywood experience I've ever had, went to the villa that Andy and Lonely Island were renting. <laughs> That's right. A villa. <laughs> In order to record uh, their third album. I think I was at that villa. Was I at that villa? You definitely visited said villa. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real Hollywood villa. Oh, yes. <laughs> so where did you take this meeting at the pool? Where did you take? It was poolside. I brought poolside. Mike and Dan out by the pool. Uh, we had refreshments. They pitched me on the show, the character. His name was Jake. I'm so grossed out right, right. now. Right. Why? Did you take a lot of calls during the meeting? I took many calls during the meeting, all fake. <laughs> Get a phone You're ballet. so good at faking calls. Do one, do fake one of your Hollywood calls. Oh, sorry. One sec, Seth. Hello? Oh, hi, Lorne. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Seth is bombing. Yeah. Like he's never done it before. It's crazy. All right, see you at Latanzi. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. I mean, I'd believe it. it was if like, I didn't yeah. know, I'd believe it. Um, uh, so, uh, Joel and Dirk, you guys yeah. played uh, Hitchcock and, uh, and Scully, and these were characters that um, grew, I think, beyond what any of us would have hoped over the years. <laughs> Did you have a favorite storyline to play of the many that you were given over the years? Mm, I, well, I would probably say the episode where that resulted in us having a battle, the penis punch, 69, yeah. was probably one of them. Yeah. There's so many really... Yeah, that, but uh, that's like. an actor's dream. Yeah, yeah it was, indeed. <laughs> and, uh, and there was no COVID at the time, so we were able to, you know, yeah. do what we had to Really do. get in there. <laughs> and, uh, and by that, you mean punch each other's penis. Yeah, <laughs> correct. That's correct. the acting. It's an acting sure. show. Yeah. I love thinking about anyone watching this that hasn't seen the show. <laughs> and that's the first episode specific reference. <laughs> who uh, who here, and other people can answer uh, for other uh, actors up here, who's the most or the least like the character they play on the show? Least is easy. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie. It's me! Yeah. <laughs> it's me, everybody! I'm the most different. <laughs> Stephanie, I will say, when you were on uh, this show as a guest, that was, there was, that was the feedback online. Was Jarring. People, yeah. people are, don't like it. <laughs> they want me to be Rosa in real life. They are very upset that I'm not. They are is... definitely, they're thrown to the fact that they thought when you were here, you were doing yeah. a character. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a it's the highest compliment I could Absolutely. have as an actor, which is like, I don't like your real personality. <laughs> I like your fake character personality that I've known for eight years, but the real you can suck it. Nice. It's really Steph, nice. Could you give us a little Rosa? No, absolutely not. Ooh. That was it. <laughs> Most like? I mean, he's not his he's not here, but Terry is pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is essentially here. When you look at yeah. the tech. Yeah, can we do the tech again? Yeah. We, um, it has to scale, I believe. Yeah. See, it's it's so basically good. like Terry's here. Yeah. That's all. That's like Wi-Fi enabled. That's a Bluetooth. Yeah. Bluetooth is controlling that. That's running through <laughs> firmware. 
Who, does anyone here, uh, obviously that cardboard cutout's doing an incredible impression of Terry. Does anyone here do impressions of other people on the show? I mean, everyone kind of does an Andre. Okay. Who's got the best Andre in the house? Oh. Melissa. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Under the bus. You do an Andre. You started off. Good morning. <laughs> right? I've done it on the show, though, because Jake does it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, everyone do your Andre at the same time, though. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Uh, Bing pot. Yes, I suppose we can do that. I'm, oh. I'm not sure of the under. The... And that, my friend, is good television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys didn't over-rehearse that, because it felt... I know you're not going to believe it. That felt like the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I sometimes feel like uh, this is a question everybody got. Did anybody here take anything when they left uh, the set for the last time? Like drugs? Yeah, did you like, is that <laughs> oh, the way you... Oh, take things from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe some ambient. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I had a lot of props that I worked with all the time. And I'm really having a hard time stopping, you know, with props. So I brought my selfie stick. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, tonight, I thought maybe... But you'd... not your phone? Well, I don't just, have a phone. Oh, you just have a selfie stick. Very scully. Yeah, I wanted phone. to do a, 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 a selfie with all of us with Seth. Yeah. But That's great. Yeah. No, I gotta I find a phone. You, gotta you, you can always just use it as a back screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, we, uh, we have another uh, special message uh, from uh, somebody who's been on the show. Uh, we'll be right back with more uh, with the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And taking us out is Brooklyn Nine-Nine guest star, Craig Robinson. Yeah. Turn my headphones up. Come on, everybody, let's go solve some crimes. Crimes in New York City and other areas. Book the 99. Book the 99. Party at Bandit. Welcome back. We're here with the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, Joe, yes. uh, your character was obsessed uh, with the actor Diane Weist. Yes. Where did this come from? Um, Dan Gore and the writers. Um, I... <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I'm not quite sure. The obsession with Dan, with the uh, yeah. Weiss. It's a pretty I, fun character trait. I, I think that uh, Charles uh, very much enjoys theatrics and, and um, great actors, uh, musicals, and I think Diane Weist uh, encompasses all of those things. Yeah, well, a that's a really nice message for her, and we actually have a message uh, from her. Wait a minute. No, oh. stop! Oh. Hi, um, I'm Diane Weist. And um, I would just like to say congratulations on your show, on your run. And um, I'd like to say especially to Charles Boyle uh, that you can wash my hair uh, any day. And uh, I will wash your hair right back. Any day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, thank you for, for mentioning me. Bye. Oh my God. I'm, crying. I'm I'm floored. I'm this isn't this is incredible. How did yeah. you what 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 how? She reached out to us. <laughs> she heard you were coming and she was like, Can I shoot something on my iPhone and send it out? Like, yeah. She's like, You can guarantee Joe will see it. We said, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I am quite touched by that. Uh, um, it was that's very amazing. And it's really nice when you find out collectively that uh, Diane uh, Weist has a great sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> also love that she introduced herself at the top. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we know, Diane. You're the best. <laughs> uh, hey, we reached out to some people on Twitter. Uh, these are some uh, some cast questions. Uh, the first one's uh, 
from uh, LV824. Would the cast be open to the idea of getting a tattoo like the Avengers cast did to commemorate their eight years together? If so, what would the tattoo be? Mm. I think of this more as what the cast of Lord of the Rings did. Okay. Uh, but, you know, for the youngsters, I guess Avengers. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm against it because I want to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. It's very important to me. But I'm trying to think of which is cooler in your answer so far. That part or the, like, I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like some of us do already have tats. Mm -hmm. Some don't. Mm -hmm. What would it be, though, if you got it? Um, what would it be? Oh, I think I know what it would be. It would be Holt's tattoo. Holt's yeah. tattoo. Yeah. 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 Kevin. Holt's tattoo. <laughs> and you got that for real. Oh, yeah. We're on late. We're not oh, on that yeah. late. Hey. Hey. Um, all right, you guys, here's another one. If you could uh, meet your character, what do you think would be the first thing they would think of you? You, the person, without knowing you play them. It's a very, a really zen question. Yeah, Rosa Maybe. would think I suck. Yeah. She would straight up say it to my face. <laughs> really? 100%. Damn. And then, then we'd become friends because she's a real softie. Eventually, yeah. you'd wear her down. Yeah. Three seasons. And three seasons after she met you, you'd be friends. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Not right away. Right away, you suck. Immediately. Yeah. Spin-off show. I don't, know Amy, I don't know if Amy would like me. I, maybe she would. I don't know if I would like Amy. She feels like she'd be a lot of yeah. energy, a lot I, of yeah. high-maintenance friend. I feel like Jake would be pretty hyped. He'd be yeah. like, you're Andy Samberg. Yeah. 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 Dude, I'm, I'm on, on the rings. rings. I'm on the rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> to a cemetery. <laughs> he watched this. He watched that. He's a big fan of this episode? Well, he watched. I mean, he watches this show. Mm. Right. So... <laughs> Like, what's Seth Meyers like in real life? <laughs> Dude, Lynn Manuel did that thing. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this is it. I like this question. If they had gotten Bruce Willis, did the writers have a plan for what they would do with him and what was it? Dan? Well, um, there are always pitches from a writer's room that are like, uh, the whole 99 is called out on a, on a big case, and then he walks in and he's like, hey, is there anyone here? No, I guess not. And then he walks out. You know, like a total made it fairly. That would have made it fairly easy. Yes, it yeah. would have. I but always he, just assumed it would be like Jake sees him on the street and loses his mind. Right. And yeah. he's like, hey, you're doing good, kid. Or <laughs> I think that's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Um, okay, so these are. this one is from uh, Not Andy Sandberg one is the name of this Twitter account. Okay. But I'm just going to come right out and say, I think you wrote this. We'll see. <laughs> this is actually a question for Seth about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Seth, would you agree that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a great show and also that your dog Frisbee is an ugly piece of that looks like a rat skeleton that was puked up by an acid monster. Right. And you think I wrote that? I do. I think that you sort of pointed towards yourself by making the fake account not Andy Samberg. The handle says it's not me. <laughs> All right, well, now that by I By the way, I, not Andy Samberg was taken. I had to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there, not, not me. Beat you to the Smashed punch. it up. A lot of people, not you. Don't feel bad. Finishing seconds, great. All right, so I do, I want to take advantage. Obviously, I know where you land on this. I would like to ask the entire uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast, we'll go down from the beginning, uh, is Frisbee a good dog or a bad dog? Starting with you. Oh, Derek. Frisbee's a good dog. Right, great. Very good dog. Good dog. Good dog. Great dog. Andy's always wrong. Great dog. Eh. <laughs> and Andy, final thoughts? 
a steaming hot pile of <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back with more from the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but first, here's Fred Armisen. I always thought that the lyrics to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme were, It's a Game of Thrones, White Walkers are coming home, Lannister's on the phone, You know nothing, Jon Snow, Jake. Peralta likes to hang in Westeros. It's the kind of thing you see on HBO. It's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> I want to thank my guests, Dirk Blocker, Joel McKinnon Miller, Stephanie Beatrice, Andre Brower, Andy Samberg, Melissa Fumero, Joe Latrulio, and Dan Gore. I also want to thank Jose Medellis and the AG Band. Stay safe, get vaccinated. We love you. Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts. listen to smartless smartless is the podcast that i host with my friends who are more like brothers the super talented and funny will arnett and sean hayes is jj well, jj why are you yeah. why are you whispering well it, there's there's a pst in the in the in the copy but people are listening so it's like they are listening like, okay yeah. Yeah. in each episode of smartless one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two what ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation our mystery guests span our mystery We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests. All right, here we, we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life. And if you're yeah, a Wondery fan, then you're going to stone. Yeah. Just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen yeah. to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. 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 